Welcome to Everyday Heroes, the podcast. With each episode, we meet ordinary people who do extraordinary things. Everyday Heroes is brought to you by The Hero Builder, Enlighten Up, and AOS, The Athlete of Significance. Let's join our host as we meet today's Everyday Hero. Welcome to Everyday Heroes. Uh, I'm Boyd Hamlin and my co-host Stacy Johnston. We we have a great time introducing you to people that are just uh, what may be considered ordinary people that do extraordinary things, and at the same time, it may be just a reverse. They may be extraordinary people that are doing ordinary things, things that we should be doing every day anyway. So uh, I, I want to just to make sure that we always uh, say that Stacy at the front end because I think we have both. We have uh, ordinary who do extraordinary and extraordinary who are doing ordinary, making it even more extraordinary. Um, that, that's kind of a loaded little statement, isn't it? That is a loaded little statement, but I do have to agree with you. You know, it's sometimes it's the ordinary people that do that make the ordinary a part of their everyday life that pushes us forward and teaches us something about tenacity or resilience. Or staying. So I agree with you. I think their heroes come in so many forms and so many fashions besides the one that we are ingrained from the beginning to believe in. So I, I love the experience yeah. getting to meet all the people that we meet and all the people yeah, that they share absolutely. with us. We have a very special guest with us today. And uh, if you I'm ready. Let's bring her in. We would really like to present it to, to you today, Celia Kibler. How are you today, Celia? I'm doing great. Thank you, Stacey and Boyd, for having me. I really appreciate it. Oh, Celia, we are honored to have you. Thank you for coming and spending this time with us and, and sharing what I know is going to be a 20-minute a packed with wisdom and insight, and uh, so we're totally looking forward to it. So without further ado, Celia, how about you give us some information on you? Who is Celia? What do you do? Why do you do that? And how can we connect with what you do? Well, my name is Celia Kibler, like you stated, and I'm a family empowerment coach and an author, and I am the founder of Pumped Up Parenting and the founder of Fun Fit Family Fitness. My book is Raising Happy Toddlers, How to Build Great Parenting Skills and Stop Yelling at Your Kids, and I wrote that book like a manual because, you know, people always say, I wish I had a manual. There's no manual that came with my kids, so I wrote one. I also have three children's books, Being Different is Fun, All About Me, and I Am Grateful. And I am basically on a mission to stop a million parents from yelling at their kids and start creating childhood that everyone can blossom from. So uh, that's what I do, and I'm also a mommy to five kids, two I gave birth to and three I gave through marriage, and I'm a grandma to nine children, so... I've been doing this parenting thing for a very long time. <laughs> I, I love the level of wisdom with which you come at it, right? I, I have got my, my children are just now old enough to begin to have their own children, and I've got young grandbabies, which are the coolest gift ever, by the way. Oh, the best. And, and yeah. I watched them struggle with that. And, my, you know, my daughter wakes up, and she says, I never want to get up in the morning and be that mom that's yelling at my kids. And by 1030, what am I doing? Right, And so I know so many young parents that will benefit from what you do and how I wish I'd had that information when I had mine on the ground. Yes, it's, you know, it's my passion. It's, it's what I love to do. And I recently wrote an article in the Elephant Journal 
about how to stop yelling at your kids once and for all. I wrote it on January 8th, and as of today, it has like 40,000 reads, 9,000 shares. People want to know how to stop yelling, and that's my mission in life. Because can you imagine the world if, if we stop yelling at our kids and the wonderful future that we create? Because, you know, we're raising adults, not children. So it's our job. Oh, there you go. I love that statement. We're raising future adults, not children. That's, that's beautiful. And you're right. I see it because they, they, my daughter put the most beautiful picture on Facebook the other day of a little boy standing in front of his mom, and she had her tongue out, and it was coming out of this little baby's mouth. And it was such a perfect description of how they pass on what they hear and what they're subjected to. Absolutely. They're just like they absorb everything, and they absorb much more of what you do than what you say. Your actions always speak louder than your words. Amen to that. Amen to that. So, Celia, when you look at the path you've taken as a mom, as a grandparent, as a coach, as a trainer, as an educator, and with this beautiful mission of reaching a million parents worldwide to teach us how to go yelling at our children, if you had to identify someone that inspired you or put that fire in you at some point in your life or led you in a path, who would you identify that hero, and why would you give them that title? I have to say my my biggest hero is my mom. And um, she, she was just an amazing woman. We lost her almost three years ago. And um, she was probably one of the kindest people you would ever want to meet. Uh, she never judged anyone. She never assumed anything. She was just a generous person. She had a heart of gold, a huge work ethic. She worked hard. She took care of us. We had a dad who, as wonderful as he was, was a yeller. He would yell at our kids, yell at all of us, call names. He had a very short temper, and she was able to kind of counteract that. Uh, she was smart, incredibly talented, and always respectful to people. And in her last two years of life at 86, sadly, she was diagnosed with ALS. Now, ALS is, you know, usually a young person's disease, but there's something called Bulbar ALS that you get when you're older. And she lost her voice, which was an incredible singing voice. She lost her um, ability to eat. And she eventually lost control of the majority of her body. And she was a painter. And six months before she passed, she could no longer paint. And I think that was a real big turning point for her. But never did this woman complain. You know, she just took it in stride and always had a smile on her face. And she's, you know, just thinking about her can make me cry because I miss her dearly. But she was hugely impactful in my life, and I'm happy to say I'm a lot like her. Oh, that's beautiful. You know, one of the things that we are, I know that I have appreciated, and boy, I've discussed it more than once throughout the course of this podcast, is when we ask this question, who's your hero? We have this, as a society, I think this preconceived notion of what a hero is supposed to be, right? This cape-dwelling, corner office, lots of money, big, powerful, hugely moving person. And what we've discovered through all of this is that's not the case. 
I think we've had two, maybe three out of the hundred interviews that we've done that have identified someone that we would consider a famous person or, or a big personality. But so many of them have come back to be my mom, my dad, my grandmother, my third grade Sunday school teacher, because those are the ordinary people that make the most amazing impact in our lives along the way. So true. So true. And, you know, and I just, you know, she was always grateful for her life and um, for all of us. And, you know, that gratitude just stuck with me. And I live my life as a grateful person and look at the world with a glass half full. And, you know, I, I definitely, you know, credit her for, you know, the majority of that, that belief. Mm-hmm. So um, she is absolutely my hero. Without question. That's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that with us. And I feel like she's looking down on you and is very proud of who you have become and what you carry on in her name. Thank you. I I I hope so. Yeah, yeah. That uh, th- that's very very uh, fantastic. Um, I I would uh, you know of course you know when when people that we have talked to uh, so you have shared with us their heroes from their lives. Uh, when it's a parent, when it's a grandparent, when it's a sibling or whatever else, it's like, you know, uh, I would like to meet those folks too. But I think that because uh, of who we're talking to, we actually are meeting those folks because they live on through you. Um, Before we get to the very last question that I want Stacey to ask, it's my favorite question uh, of all three, I want to just kind of dovetail into question two, but I want to do it in a different way um, w- w- according to the notes that I have written down here from what you just have said to us already uh, during our, our time together. I want this next question to be specifically to dads. Um, your dad was the elder. You know what? Hey, I've experienced that too, not, not, not just from my dad, but from different folks in the family, you know, the extended family that lives close to you that you don't really want to be close to. Yellers yellers across the board. (laughs) Those people. Yeah, so what would you specifically say to dads out of all those people? What would you say to dads that you would like them to know today that maybe uh, just from our observations, it doesn't look like they know? I, I want dads to know that their connection to their children is vital. You know, a lot of dads think, oh, they don't need me. They, every child, girl or boy, needs their father in their life. And it is worth every ounce of effort that you make to be part of their lives, even if you're from a, you know, a broken marriage, like, you know, my children, you know, are living four different families or two families, my ex-husband's family and then my family, and you have to be there. And sometimes the kids are like, oh, I don't want you in my life. I, I, you know, I, I'm fine without you. That is opposite day. You know, that is, you yeah. should be taking that completely the opposite. They need you more than ever. Be there for them. Just let them know that you're always there. You know, my father yelled at us and he had a very short fuse. He was 
physically and mentally abused as a child, and he carried in the mental abuse to his family, never physical, gratefully. But he always had our back, always. There was never a moment in my life that I did not believe that my father wasn't there for me. To the day that man died, he always had my back, always. And I knew it every day I lived my life. I still live my life. (laughs) Gratefully, I'm still here. Every day, I know it, you know, and all my, my three other siblings knew it. And no matter what your situation is, no matter where you live in the world, your kids need you. They need to know that you're there for them unconditionally. They need you. Don't believe them. They are just, they're testing you. If they're saying to you, you know what, don't come in my room, that's a test. Come in and <laughs> If they're come saying, you anyway. don't ask me, I don't want any questions, ask them anyway. <laughs> ask them anyway. Absolutely. <laughs> what, what a beautiful, what a beautiful answer to, the, yeah, to that question. Dad, I hope that you're listening. If you're uh, tuning into our podcast today, connections with your kids is vital. So be there for them. Um, Stacey, I'm ready for question three, if you are. Oh, I'm ready for question three. And, Boyd, thank you for bringing that opening in to talk to about men. Cecilia, let me ask you a question. When you do your services and offer your coaching, do you find yourself more working with women than you do with men? I actually, I would say probably more women come to me for help. Mm -hmm. However... I usually wind up working with both of them. I I call myself a family empowerment coach as opposed to a parent coach because it takes the family. I really work to unite and create, you know, cohesiveness in the family and everyone getting on one one page. And, you know, I'm a nutritionist. I have a fitness background. Health and wellness enters into it. It all enters into creating family harmony for you and your children. And so even though I would say more women reach out to me, eventually we get those men on board. And sometimes they do it right away and they're happy to. And sometimes they need a little proof to see that what they're doing, what that mom is doing is actually working and making a change. And then they'll be like, hey, what are you doing? I, there's something different right. about you and our kids. What's going on? And then they want to join in. That's cool. That's a beautiful answer. Thank you for that. I love the fact that they get brought in. I have a little bit of history myself as a family services specialist, and it was always 90% of the time, I'm going to say, it was the the mom, the female in the family that engaged the services. But more times than not, we ended up being able to pull dad into the services as he recognized how important his role was. Yeah. Yeah, so beautiful. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that and, and just opening that door for so many people. My okay, Celia, let's take this chance. Let's pretend like this is your moment and the world is your stage. When you walk out, what's your one-liner to the world? Say, what does your T-shirt say? Laughter. It really is the best medicine. I say it every time I do anything. I end everything with it. You got to laugh. Stuff is funny. Laugh at yourself. Laugh at other people. Laugh at situations. Make jokes. Have fun. Laugh. Laughter is like 
great exercise, number one, and a great stress reducer and a great <laughs> way to connect with other people. You got to laugh. Stuff is funny. Stuff is really funny. And people are really funny, so laugh a lot. I think you're so right. I I think that there's healing in laughter. When you come through a pro- when you go through a process, when you get through a place in your life that you can actually come back and have some humor in it, then you know that the healing is real. Absolutely. And if we could just learn to laugh along the way, it wouldn't take so long to get better from it. Well, That's if you right. could look at your situation and just kind of laugh and go, well, yes, this is what we'll do today instead, right? Because you're in it anyway. And your attitude exactly. and your, your level of love while you're in it has such an effect on the outcome of that situation. Absolutely. You know, Alan Alda said a funny quote that I read somewhere, and he said, when people are laughing, they don't want to kill each other. And that's, <laughs> that's the truth. You know, when you're laughing, you're feeling good. Those, all those chemicals yeah. in your brains are churning and making you happy. So... Uh, that's cool. You know, that's, I'll have that's to remember my, that. When people quote. are laughing, they don't want to kill each other. I believe I'm going to have to right. What a great Facebook quote, right? What a great Monday morning quote for Facebook. <laughs> I was going to put it in my book, and then people are like, you shouldn't put this in your book. I'm like, well, you know, it's a fact. <laughs> oh, I totally would go in mine. I think that's a great quote. <laughs> so you need some of that all this. I do too. I was an Alden Alda fan when I was a kid. My parents used to make a school in the other room so we could watch MASH the crack in the door, right? <laughs> we still watch MASH. Actually, I think my husband and I watched MASH just the other day. So. Yeah, we watch it every once in a while on the, on, yeah, on the, the old TV show movie. Yeah, same channel that Andy Griffith comes on. Yeah. I got your channel. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yes, ma'am. Exactly. Okay, Celia, I can't think of a better way to close out this podcast than to tell you thank you so much for your time, for your information, for your knowledge, for the books that you write, for the information you share, and for the people that you touch. If you have any questions about how to reach her, please reach out to us at HeroBuilder2020 at gmail.com. And if you don't mind, I would love to close with your quote. Laughter. It really is the best medicine. We hope that today's show has herofied you. Until we meet again... Go out into the world and be an everyday hero. Everyday heroes are ordinary people who do extraordinary things. Proud sponsors of Everyday Heroes, the podcast, are The Hero Builder. Let's make a difference in our youth and build some heroes. Enlighten up. Enlightening your path from where you are to where you want to be. And AOS, The Athlete of Significance. Coaches don't recruit success, they recruit significance. If you know an everyday hero that we need to talk to or would like more information on Everyday Heroes, the podcast, or any of our sponsors, you can reach us on the web at everydayheroespodcast.info.